Looking back, 2023 was a bit of a turning point uh, for uranium, as our guest now today tells us that it's been a bit of a, a period of a nuclear renaissance. It's Tom Bailey from Han ETF. Tom, welcome. Um, we, we've spoken before about uh, ETFs that uh, Han ETF provides, and we'll take a look at uh, uh, the ETF we're referring to in just a minute. But I want to give a little bit of background, first of all, uh, on what was the catalyst that, that uh, turned things around last year for uranium? Sure. So, I mean, it's been on the cards for, for several years now, um, this idea of a nuclear renaissance. But I think we really saw confirmation of that last year. Uh, a key turning point really was end of last year when you had at COP28 uh, nuclear energy taking center stage again uh, as, as, a, as a form of low carbon but reliable energy. So you saw 22 countries, um, including the US and UK at Cap, uh, COP28, commit themselves to tripling their nuclear energy capacity by 2050 based on the idea that really, if you wish to decarbonize um, energy, if you wish to reach these net zero goals, nuclear energy plays an essential role in that. Renewables will play a role, but for that base load reliable energy, which is to, to not come from, from hydrocarbons, coal, etc., you need nuclear energy. And there's really a real recognition of that um, from countries around the world, including the US, UK, but also Japan. And, and so we saw, you know, with, with this very uh, positive news outlook for uranium, uh, the price of uranium itself respond to this. So we saw the price of uranium uh, rise its spot price rise from about $48 per pound at the start of the year to end of the year at $91 per pound. So a very strong performance on the price of uranium uh, based on this basic idea of increased demand for uranium going forward to supply nuclear energy, which is which is coming back on the agenda, as I mentioned. Uh, and at the same time, the, the increasing uh, 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 troubling supply dynamics in terms of a lack of supply. Well, let's let's, let's take a look at that balance then and, and work out, uh, one, where uranium comes from and what the supply side is looking like and this idea that demand is going to continue to rise. Explain more about where the uranium sourcing is uh, and some of the political dynamics as well I guess that go on around all this. Sure so I mean the starting point really is that if you can remember back to uh, 2011 when you had the Fukushima incident you saw nuclear energy fall out of favour based on the back of the accident Attitudes on that have reversed, but over that decade, it was sort of a lost decade for uranium producers because you saw countries such as uh, Japan and Germany turn sharply away from nuclear, and other countries also reconsider their, their commitment to nuclear energy. That led to this lost decade in uranium. Uh, there was underinvestment in mines. Um, and then, but, but by the end of, of uh, the 2010s, you start seeing a kind of pickup in interest in, in nuclear energy again. Um, but because of the lack of uh, investment in these mines, we're going forward into basically a real lack of uranium to supply the projected uh, uh, demand. So you had this underinvestment. And at the same time, uh, in, in uh, uh, 2023, you had certain geopolitical events. You had the coup in Niger. Niger is, is, is one of the, uh, is a notable uranium producer, not, one, not, not the largest by, by any measure, but a notable uranium producer um, decides to, to uh, this new government following the coup, decide to um, potentially restrict the sale of uranium particularly to France, who it doesn't have great relations with. Um, and then at the same time, we started to see some of the big producers. So the world's biggest producer, Kazakh Tomprom, a, a Kazakh-based company. Um, it, it's kind of really the OPEC of the uranium market. This year, it's had to uh, announce that it's going to it's cut its production guidance by 14% and also say it's unlikely to reach its 2025 targets. So what we're seeing is this real uh, lack of supply at the same time as this, this real pickup in, in, in both current demand and potential demand, which is feeding through to that high spot price of uranium, which this year reached the $100 mark, so $106 per pound. 
Yeah, I'm interested in this point you mentioned about the rethink around uh, around nuclear. Uh, as you say, a renaissance, that's a really good description, actually, um, because it has come back. Uh, and uh, we had originally had all sorts of uh, nuclear plants around the world. You correctly mentioned the Fukushima uh, incident and, and Germany's move into green uh, with the green politicians steering away uh, from nuclear. But we have now uh, begun to see the light, I suppose, in some respects. What is it that's changed the environment for this? Is it the fact that we now know that um, we've got to steer away from old fossil fuels, which essentially gives us this green element? Or is it the fact that we've now realised that, in fact, renewables don't work the way that people perhaps maybe thought they might do? And we've got to find another source. Uh, politically, what is it? What's changed the appetite? Yeah, sure. I, so I mean, there's, there's still large commitments to renewables, but I think there's a, a kind of growing recognition that the intermittency around it, uh, renewables, whether it's solar or wind, is still a major issue in terms of, you know, when when uh, when when the wind's uh, uh, not blowing and the sun's not shining, trying to plug that gap of intermittency. The big uh, kind of solutions in terms of, say, battery storage are, are out there and being worked on, but they're still uh, not at scale yet. And, and that kind of put a, puts a cap on how much an energy grid can actually deal with with these intermittent sources of energy without uh, major disruptions to, to, to supply. And therefore you have this uh, kind of growing recognition of, of nuclear solution. And then the other aspect too, um, away from the climate aspect is, is really the uh, energy security argument, which we saw after 2022 uh, with, um, with the invasion of Ukraine by Russia, is that energy security became back on the agenda, relying on imports of, of gas from Russia was no, more, no longer possible for Europe. Um, and, and also then for those countries which weren't necessarily relying on Russian gas, but were buying gas from the international market, the vulnerabilities that exposed to uh, in terms of the spike in price uh, and that being part of the energy security uh, uh, desire is obviously having stable energy prices. And so one, one interesting stat to consider, which I think is, 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 is helping with the, the priests interested in, in nuclear energy, is that if you take a gas-fired power plant, around 70% of its uh, operating costs are the cost of the fuel itself, i.e. the gas. So when you see those big price spikes of gas uh, on the back of such geopolitical events or whatever it could be, that really feeds through to, to the end energy use for consumers. Then if you consider a nuclear power plant, it's uh, its fuel costs as a percentage of its total operating costs, so somewhere between 4 and 8% depends on the plant, which means that nuclear energy is much less vulnerable to those supply shocks, to spikes in prices. So that's also driving, driving the agenda in terms of governments committing themselves to nuclear. Yeah. Let's take a look now at the investment opportunity around around this. I mean, at Han ETF, uh, you are uh, supplying ETFs through onto the IG platform. Where should we be directing our, um, our, our resources in terms of research and, and what ETF should we be using to cover this uh, opportunity? Sure. So um, around two years ago, we launched a Sprott Uranium Miners UCC ETF. Uh, that's uh, had lots of demand. It's, it's a broad Uranium Miners as well as a spot price of Uranium ETF. Um, but at the end of February, we'll be listing a new ETF, uh, again with Sprott, the Sprott Junior Uranium Miners. Um, and, and this is uh, focusing instead on the, the small mid-cap junior section of the uranium mining market. Not because we think the large cap and, and uh, 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 section of the market is, is, is something uh, not, not to consider anymore. But what, we, what, we, what we've seen is increased investor interest in these smaller names in the uranium space. And there's several reasons for this. So the first being the fact that uh, a lot of the uranium, small uranium producers, these junior miners, uh, they needed the price to get somewhere about $80, $90. It depends on which which company itself. So we can't say specifically, but with the uranium spot price now about $100, it's become economical for these small producers to either restart production 
or to or to start production afresh if they've if they've not yet to, to break ground in terms of their production. So you know, a lot of investors are seeing the junior section of the market as as somewhere to be. And at the same time, in terms of the the bull market we've seen in the price of uranium, uh, the juniors have much more potential to participate in the upside, necessarily some potentially than the than the uh, the larger cap players. And that's because some of the largest producers of uranium in the world, uh, they they will have already uh, contracted for for their future production at a certain price before the price of uranium sp- uh, spiked up to hundred dollars. And, and uh, whereas the junior miners um, won't have done that. And therefore, they're be- they're better place to sell into this this higher price market and, and benefit from that. So that's what we kind of see this this increased demand for for the juniors, which is why we're launching the the Sprott Junior Uranium Miners UCC ETF. It's ticker URNJ. Yep. Okay. Look, Tom. Uh, time has beaten us. Thanks indeed for joining us, uh, taking us through the opportunity uh, for investment in uranium using ETFs. And that's Tom Bailey from Pan ETF. 